Good morning, good morning, and welcome to your business in digital. How are you guys doing this morning? Well, it's awesome. We've been laughing already. Uh, hello, everybody. We've been cracking up already for the last few minutes, but Joy, it's been great. Good to see you all. Oh my goodness. I am so excited to be here. We're excited to be here at your business in digital. Could you imagine this is the season finale is on Wednesday. This is the last week before September. We're taking summer vacation. Everyone's excited about that, but oh my goodness, we've had such a season. And today I'm excited because the entire show is all about recaps. So it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, super excited to do the show today, but let's jump in and kick the show off. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. Good morning and welcome to your business in digital. This is the show where we help you translate your business to digital. What do we do here? We bring together sales, marketing, operations, and finance, and we really pull together, again, how to move your business from, you know, likes and follows to that place of money in the bank, right? We are all the stakeholders here of a small business. So we're really having the conversations you need to have. And this show is really for small business owners looking to scale their business to the next level because digital is the way to do that. It's for CMOs that are looking to outsource your digital uh, initiatives, right? Because this show tells you how to do that. And it's for CFOs who really want to understand how do I really wrap my head around digital? How do we see the ROI in digital? Because we get that the, the money is really important, right? And you're spending money on digital activities and you want to see that return on investment. So that's why we do this show, Your Business in Digital. So I'm always excited to be here with my amazing co-host because it's always so much fun. And today what we're going to do is we're going to recap the season because we are at that place. Wednesday's our season finale. We have an awesome guest for Wednesday. Juma Bannister is going to be with us. So excited to have Juma. Uh, it's always a good time when he's here. So he's going to talk about some of his successes, what he's doing. But, you know, we really wanted to go back and recap because this season has been an awesome, awesome show. We've had so many amazing people here. But before I can recap, I got to do some stuff. <laughs> so number one, <laughs> what do we want you to do? And it's Monday morning, so we lost her for yep. a sec there. <laughs> so I'm going to jump in. What do we want you all to do? We want, we you, want to you to connect with us. Connect with us on YouTube. Connect with us on LinkedIn. And listen to us everywhere we are on podcasts. Wherever you listen to podcasts, we are there. So definitely connect with us. And you're back, so I can let you continue. <laughs> oh, absolutely. So we're every place. Connect with us. Tell people about us. Tell small businesses about us. Tell CMOs looking to outsource, tell CFOs, tell everyone about this show. If you know they're thinking about a business, if they're working on a business, this is something they need to understand because, again, we help you translate your business to digital. You see all my hand movements? As I was watching the recaps, I was like, whoa. <laughs> the other thing we want you to do is we want to make sure that you are assessing the effectiveness of your online presence. So we definitely want you to scan this QR code and take our quiz. Uh, I can't say it enough, right? A lot of times we're doing digital marketing activities, but we don't know exactly what's happening, where we're spending money, all the things that we're doing. And we don't know if we're actually seeing the return on that investment. So take the quiz. If you take the quiz, it gives you a great idea of where you are in the business right now. What's your current baseline, right? What do you need to work on? It gives you a little bit of a roadmap. It also tells you if you have a strong online presence, a weak online presence, or medium online presence. And that gives you something to work towards. So take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz. All right. So I think I did all my homework. I have had no sound effects this morning. What is happening? <laughs> we need some sound effects. I see. I saw you move me back, Michael. <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. So, guys, can you imagine that we have made it? <laughs> we have made it. Like, it's been a lot of shows in a sh since March. We've been doing this since March. So, it's been a lot of fun. So, all right. So, I'm excited to go in and do a recap, not just of the last show, of all the shows. <laughs> And I got to select all the clips, so they haven't seen these clips yet. So that's going to be even more fun. 
This is going to be very interesting. This <laughs> Perspective. Okay. So, I know, Andrea, the armpits sweat right I, now. Worrying I, I about <laughs> what is she pulled out of her head? What is she going to do? What is she going to do? So, all right. So, the first clip we're going to take a look at is we are going to take a look at one of the very first show. So, that was actually a lot of fun. Um, all right. Let's get to it. Very first show. See what troubles me, him. She's brought to the table this morning. <laughs> you know, I feel like we're in the hot seats, right? No hot seat, guys. No hot seat. So, where are we going to talk about versus we started? We just recently redid our website, Monoband Digital, and it was a process. Um, I think we'd been working on it uh, for maybe about two years to go live, right? Obsessing, overthinking things, just because, of course, this is the line of work that we're in, uh, and we wanted it to be. I don't want to say perfect, but we wanted it to be right. And then we had to really take a step back from that. So this case study is really built upon some of the things that we did. And then we, we have seven questions for you um, that, hey, Dana, thanks for joining us. <laughs> we appreciate that. Um, so we have several questions that we want you to start asking yourself when you are working on your website. So all right, let's go for it. So uh, website redesign case study. So we'll just walk through a few things. So overview. So this is a little smaller than I anticipated, but we'll get through it. Uh, with our website redesign, what we really wanted to do is we wanted to focus on spotlighting our services and also uh, collecting relevant leads, right? We wanted to really make sure that that So I felt like it was like a doppelganger they had on the same, pretty, you know, like I was in two places at the same time. <laughs> So that was our first show where we talked about the website and we actually talked about our website. And as I was going back to look on that, I was just like, man, we've already moved, <laughs> pivoted already because now we're looking at more landing pages. But the process we went through to build out the website and the fact that we talked about it not being perfect and just getting the things that we need to get up there to get the message across was really important and taking that time to build out that case study. But it was it was, it was actually the show that has still to this day has a lot of views. Your website is not your magazine. That's what we called the show. That was the first show. What do you guys think? I just think it, it's amazing to, for, for those that are watching us to understand that we, we are contributing and providing a lot of, of what, you know, the information that you're sending out because we've lived through it and that we, we walk, we're, we're walking our talk and exposing and being quite transparent to show you our growth as well. And I love that uh, we started the season with, uh, you know, here's where we are and this is what, where life is going and exposing that and to watch us too and watch the growth of us uh, as moderators of this show as we progress through this season too. There were some things that we said, like you said, uh, it's much smaller than we thought it would be, the analytics and where those were and how as the course of time has gone along, how that has progressed. We're growing up, guys. We're growing up. <laughs> and such a relevant topic, even, you know, all these years later, post, you know, the creation of websites and so on, that your website is not a magazine, that it has to be attended to on a constant basis, right? Um, so I think that was a great place for us to start, and the analytics obviously bears it out. Yeah, I agree, Michael. I think it was a great place to start because... I, I, when you listen to small businesses, when um, from, the, from the time they think about marketing, the first thing they they jump on is, well, I want to get a website. And most, because most recent, I'll give you an example. Most recently, um, I mentored some business owners coming out from YBTT, and I remember sitting with them and very early in the, in the program, and I said, well, tell me what are some goals for your business? And they started, they they jumped into the marketing, right? And they're like, oh well. I want to get a website, but the business is not even operational yet. But you're talking about a website. And I had to pull them back and I was like, listen, the website is just a tool that you use. It's not a goal. It's not a, a, a and, and I almost use the words, and it's not this magazine, glossy thing, pretty thing that you put out. You have to set some things in place, in, in, in first. You have to put some things in place first. And I like that when we, when, when we talked on that show, very practical about you know what websites do and, and and it's not a magazine 
I think it could re- it, it really help business owners because I have heard it so many times. It's like, yeah, well, I want a website, and like they don't know what to do afterwards, you know. So I think having that conversation was really important for them to understand. Hey, it's not it's not a goal actually. It's right. a tool that you need to use. So <laughs> before you get there, how do you know? You know, what is your plan to use the tool? <laughs> Absolutely. And I love that you say that, right? Because that is exactly what your website is. It's a tool that should work for you to help you achieve your business goals. So it shouldn't just be this pretty picture. It should be something that you're going in and you're saying, hey, did I update this for the month? What am I updating? What changes am I making? What am I focusing on? Because what do the search engines need for my website to work best? All the things you have to consider, right? It's really important. Um, And so, yeah, that was a great place for us to start. Um, You know, the way we pulled content together for the show was awesome. So, all right, I have more clips. I have more clips. And we're I'm going to move us along quickly, right? <laughs> because if we get hung up in, it's like 20 clips, guys. I want to get through all of them. I don't know that I am. I may have been overzealous. I know. I know. All right. So clip number two is, so it looks different on my, um, on my actual screen. The anticipation is killing me. The anticipation. Don't let the anticipation kill you. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it's fun. It is fun. It's it's a lot of fun. And let me jump into this next clip. Um, I feel like I'm waiting for my results for a test. I don't. It's, I'm having technical difficulties. This is what technical difficulties looks like. But I'm just kind of smiling through it. <laughs> That's all right. We'll move through it. We'll move through it. <laughs> all right. So we're going to jump in. Which show is this from? It's going to be, oh, it's going to be the show where we talk about actually um, mm-hmm. TikTok. No, this is not the show. Hold on. All right. So this is one where we talk about, I'm just going to run through this one then. This is one where we talk about the frustration of generating leads. So we'll get to the other ones. I'm just going to run through what I have here now. So uh, I'm going to click on this one. So yeah, the creating of the content has to be within the business goal in order for your CFO to see any sort of buy-in. The CFO has to be able to see a clear line, a clear pathway back to something that we're trying to accomplish. If you create the content in a vacuum and you're unable to show how the content is going to help um, achieve at least one business goal, then you're going to lose the CFO. So let's let's start the right there. You're going to lose the CFO in the conversation. So I love that clip because very early we started talking about the CFOs, Andrea, right? You started talking about, because that was all <laughs> and creation and what would we do uh you know we're all the players when you're creating content and you kind of really leaned into that cfo conversation so seeing that now what do you think oh my god first of all don't like to hear myself (laughs) but um i think it's such a important conversation the cfo is and 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 the more that we we did this show the more I realized how nobody was speaking to the finance person about marketing, right? And and we, we realized that a lot of people were just signing off and they're not really understanding. And it was important to call, not call them out in a bad way, but call them out to say, hey, you know, there's some method to the madness and you don't have to sign off blindly. As a CFO, you can have an understanding and appreciation for marketing, the marketing techniques that, you know, when you put, when the marketing person comes in and does their presentation, there are questions that you can ask for you to help your understanding because at the end of the day, you are, you control the flow of money. A CFO is the, is the first holder, the, you know, you hold the wallet, you can't, you control money and you don't want to bad spend money and it's not always easy to see it. So having, you know, just being able to look for that connection to money so that the CFO heirs could perk up a little bit and say, oh, right, that was, they're speaking to me. They're talking about money, so I should listen. Because if you only talk about marketing and you only talk about, you know, the likes and the follows, 
you're not going to get them. If you tell them they need to create videos, it's still going to go over their head. But if you show them that these things can directly go to our bottom line, can directly help us or help us achieve one of the goals that was set, then you start to speak their language and then you start to get them to say, oh, now I get it, right? Now I get it. So I think it's, yeah, it's, it's so critical that that group of people that we could call them out, that I could call them out and say, you know, here's my understanding of it and be the translator so that they can get, oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense now. Because remember, CFOs and accounting people, we speak a different language completely, just like marketers speak a different language. We have a different language. Very few people that could bridge the two, you know, and I'm really glad that I'm in on this show to do that. That's exactly what we're striving to do, to just kind of show them, you know, the debit here equals a credit there. Literally, that's what I do without saying the word. Yeah, you know, I got to jump in on a little two cents here. So, you know, talking the cost of marketing, talking a lot of CFOs now are focused on, you know, cost management. And within that conversation of content creation, content creation costs money, right? If you are using a lot of video, if you are doing a lot of editing, if you are outsourcing, so definitely bringing home, you know, how does this content look? As Andrea said, how does this connect to the bottom line? How does this drive revenue? And we really wanted to speak to CFOs to say, listen, if you've been approving these budgets year on year based on, you know, historical historical um, averages, historical uh, proportions and so, there's a way you can actually measure this going forward and make it make sense. <sighs> make it make sense. I love that. All right. So I'm moving on to the next clip. This one, this is the one I wanted to show. This one's going to be funny. <laughs> and to have our businesses known but goodness gracious you can't just have one way you don't even have just one way into your house why would you have one way into your business it just doesn't make any sense so so i'm going to back to the conversation so that they can kind of give their two cents on this what are you guys thinking about tiktok and the banning of tiktok so i mean i'm i love what michelle just said you know, you have more than one entrance to your house. So, why you know, you, can't, you have to treat your business the same way. And I think, you know, from a financial perspective, that is the best decision. You can't, your entire business cannot rest on any social media platform, you know. And I think that's what we'll be discussing later on when we talk about websites and that kind of thing. You have to have other areas, um, other areas that people can come into your business. Because today, tomorrow, a law is passed banning the use of this app. Are you saying that your entire customer base you know, is, is gone up because you've totally rested everything in this one product. Y'all caught me. Go for it, Michelle. I was uh, going to say, it, it's amazing. I, I love, yeah, TikTok has been... Um, a topic for us. They've given us quite a bit of uh, material to use this this season, uh, which is quite interesting to help us to, to understand different facets of our business. But I thought it was very important for us. Uh, and we have had to do that several times this season to, to remind our audience that you, you need to diversify. You need to be able to have different uh, understanding that the your client's avenue into your business is not linear. They're going, there's different, like, I use my house a lot <laughs> in this. There's many ways in and out, in and out of your house, and there's we've got to understand the client journey is very um, different, and we cannot assume that there's one day one way. And why are you people relying on just one way to get money into your business and leaving your business's health in in one one channel? That just no, don't do that. Just don't do it. But I thought it was a really key, key opportunity for us to to really put that on the table. And it remains relevant every day that we're on the show to say that over and over again. I like the sounds. Like, you don't have one way into your house. <laughs> it's all about the sound. <laughs> I have coffee that morning because, yeah, the... 
That is Michelle Everyday People. That is Michelle. Listen, I was just like, I was like, if there were awards, it would be that would be the Sassy Award. <laughs> and there's such a there's such a trend out there that a lot of businesses are using are dependent are depending way more on social media than they need to. They're not driving people back to their website. I've had countless experiences where, and you know, you know, if if you're doing this where your content has drawn me in. So I go to your website, but then I can't find something. I have to go back to your social media page and I'm caught in this back and forth. So as Michelle said, you know, that's just the invitation to come into your house and you want them to come into your house, which is your website, which is not the magazine, right? So I'm gonna keep tying it back as far as I could. <laughs> Listen, what I loved about is that we were, we were so relevant to that topic because look now, after that, the law was actually passed, isn't it? Mont Montana um, actually passed the law and now it's this whole thing. I don't know how it's progressed. You guys can see how it progressed in the States, but I just love the fact that we were just so on point and so very relevant to that topic because here it is, it actually happened afterwards, you know, and we got to be, you know, on the trend talking about this. How often did, did that happen throughout the season? We kept saying that we were ahead of the trend often and that our topics were always relevant and ahead of the curve. And I really enjoy that, that we are key understanding what's happening. And as you said, bringing a little sass, imagine what happens when it's past four o'clock in the morning for me. Right. All right. <laughs> I'm moving on to another clip. I'm going to start hopping around now because I don't know that I'm going to make it through 20. So I'm going to try to choose the best ones out of these. <laughs> As we move through um, the legal portions of our business, because I know that can sometimes be daunting. Digital is daunting, but the legal parts are like, <gasps> I need a lawyer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, you know, I think it's a little bit more simpler than people think, right? In, in terms of some of the things that you should be considering. You know, as a small business operating in the, in the digital space, irrespective of where you are operating from in the world, I don't care if you're in Johannesburg or you're in Doha or you're in Port of Spain or you're in Atlanta, Georgia, wherever you are, um, simply everyone has an idea um, or dream or something that they believe they can bring to the marketplace um, that they can offer to someone else at the best price possible, right? You know, so right now, as someone is, is watching this program, there may be some new idea or service that you want to provide, right? So I believe, um, Tamara, that, that starting uh, and building a small business really comes down to six words that have really... Um, resonated with me for the last for the last year that you need to be thinking about when you think about your business plan right you, you're going to be dreaming right you're going to be planning right you need to protect and then you need to build sustain and preserve right those are the six words what about that one guys <laughs> I had a whole lot of note taking. I mean, when just the Marlin name brings, I mean, just the throwdown. Mike Drop, you knew what's going to happen several times, but when he threw down those six words that resonated, that that takes you from the beginning through, you know, longevity of your business for it to be sustainable past the time you want to to actually be involved in it, I thought was one he. He scared me. Uh, let's be real. <laughs> I like it because he's, you know, to bring the reality to the table. But he just, the man just brings just the reality of, of, of what we're trying to do here to life and, and to say it's more than just you. It's, it, it's more than just us. And it was just really resonating for me. Having Marlon on is always a, you know, a good session in thought about your business um the word that definitely stood out to us was protect right so we dream we plan we build are we protecting um, we want to get to sustainability for sure and protecting is a big part of it i think marlon absolutely hit that nail on the head even though he dodged my ai question that's fine that's okay <laughs> we understand the minefield that that represents now in the legal landscape but absolutely so important to look at, at the legal exposure of your business, especially as you grow your business. Oh, 
I loved, I loved, loved Marlon's show. I just, I, I mean, I've always had a passion, not a passion, I've always had a liking for legal things and the law in general. Um, I thought maybe one day I might have pursued it at some point, but just the, the that how legal and finance, they go together, they, they really do. One one impacts the other, and I love this. So that protect when he spoke about, yeah, that out of all the words, I mean, and I loved how he took you on a legal journey, basically. He took you, you know, from start to finish, but that protect, that could, that is the, that could, that could break you or build you, right? Mm-hmm. That could, because if you don't protect and then somebody exploits, it could be the downfall of your business. Yeah. But if you protect, and you, you know, you build yourself up, you realize it, you know, you, you could achieve a lot of growth with it. You know, so I think out of all the words, yes, the protect word really sat with me like, wow, I think I really need to protect. And, and like Michelle said, I was taking notes. I was, I yeah, I had homework afterwards. I was like, okay, I'm ready. Really need to think yeah. about where are you in this journey? And yeah. what should you protect, man? Yeah, and Andrew, you know, he said something, and I didn't get a chance to mention it last time uh, when he was on that resonated and something I say to my clients, which, you know, profoundly confuses them, is I remember when I was planning for Lanyap, I also planned my exit. I planned my exit. I wanted to, when this was all said and done, like I said, when we're finished with the meeting, what do I want to have had accomplished? What do I want out of it? And when he said that and why we need to protect it and why when we're dreaming, why we need, you know, what do we want for the end? Anybody that didn't listen, go back and listen to all of these shows, but especially that one, because I thought that was key as well. Plan for your exit. Oh man, the shows, the shows. That one was a great show. We have to have Marlon back, but it was definitely an amazing show. All right, so on to our next clip. This one is when Amy was here. So this one, I love, love, love. Uh, Amy Fazio, let's go, let's go. Oh wait, did I stop sharing? I think I did. Uh, oh, the sharing is fun here today. <laughs> Share screen, boom. A few years and really kind of moving your business because your business is primarily online. You do go out to different conferences, but so talk about that uh, a little bit for us. Yeah, there's so much to unpack here. It has been such an exciting journey working with Monavan over the last, it's been like nine months, I think. It's yeah. been a minute, almost a year. And um, we're moving on to the next phase of how to build this empire, right? right? Because the more nonprofit leaders we can reach, the more we can give them the tools to drive a social movement of support, driving their big vision forward, the better the world is, right? It benefits all of us. So it's important that I'm learning how to do it because I learned fundraising very uh, early on. I was about 25 in my first job and it was community organizing. I was helping to save public lands out west um, from deforestation. And I was going door to door to do it. We were getting petition signatures and donations. And so my first job out of college, a very expensive four-year college, was knocking doors, 100 doors a night, to find people who cared. And I liked it. I I know. It's nuts. There was a 3% yes rate to it. 3%. So 100 doors, three yeses. And what I learned through that process, I learned how to become a great fundraiser. I learned how to connect quickly with people. But when you walked away from the door, especially in 1995 or whenever that was, it was hard to stay in touch, right? How do you keep in touch? And, you know, I I knew how to fundraise, but it was face-to-face, right? And so through the years, I learned that the digital uh, community building component was an important part of success. And so I approach fundraising and business development through community building. That's the language I use with my people. I study social movements. And if we can apply those tactics, door-to-door works, but it's not scalable. Digital was the path. And so later on in my career, I realized to keep in touch with those 100 doors a night, so to speak, we needed a strong digital game. Team. (laughs) The scale the scale and we've talked about that and for her to tie that together to understand you just can't a party of one is just not going to work 
<laughs> that it, it, especially with that in their three percent closure rate i think from a sales perspective that reality check that everybody needs to understand is you will never have a hundred percent closure rate so you have to keep your funnel full with the right people to gain the right conversion the more people that you have come in that conversion number changes so i, I i'm glad and i remember uh, that conversation one because I was in a hotel room and what y'all didn't know was that um, my laptop was sitting on top of an ironing board. I gave uh, the, the bloopers if you can see the behind the scenes on some of the things that we have to do to make this show happen. But I just remember thinking about Amy as we were going through it and saying she really got the depth with what's needed and the no's are far more frequent than the yeses. And you've got to absorb that and learn that in sales and, and increase that as time moves along. But I enjoyed that show. And if we take that analogy of knocking on a hundred doors, right? And she's moving it to digital. So how many more doors can she knock on? Um, that's that's what she's expanding. How many doors can she knock on in a day and have some information to say that, hey, I can actually, you know, go back to this house, right? Keeping in that house analogy that I can visit that house again. I can talk to that person again. If they are supporting my cause, they probably continue to support my cause. So a great blend of looking at, at, you know, how digital, how we translate live to digital and how, where those connections are. So I think Amy, having Amy on was absolutely great to listen to and see where those connections are made and how you actually, yes, grow your business using digital. Oh man, I love that. All right. So next, I can't believe the time's like passing by so fast. So many good clips. All right. So I'm moving on to our next amazing clip. I think part of it, because we here are in this space, are, are, are doing both products and services, and services, they're, they're really interesting and so different than how uh, a typical person sells a product and buys a product online. As you've been going through this process and the wealth of information that you've put out here, how are you, uh, you know, if you don't mind giving us and our audience one way that you found an effective manner to sell your services online in an efficient and effective manner? I love that question. Thank you so much. It's so great to see you. <laughs> you guys. Um, okay, so I have a very segmented approach to how I do this. I'm very clear on who my customers are in different spaces. So one example is I have used for the past three years my Instagram platform to share my business coaching and to sell my business coaching services. The primary way that I've done that is that I have been doing a once-weekly live broadcast where I actually teach in the area of business strategy. Now, I started this in the pandemic. And in the pandemic, you know, I was starting doing it the way everyone did it. You know, you pop up live whenever you did. <laughs> and you hope that people turned up. And then I actually got a suggestion from a very close friend of mine that I set a particular date that I will do this live broadcast. And me being the way that I am, I'm very much a teacher and I like to simplify things, I would come on for about 30 minutes and I would teach on an area of business strategy. The goal was that when you leave my space, you can go away and implement it. Now, there is a mindset that says, well, if you do that, why would they come to you? The truth is because I did that and because they got results with my free resources, they would often come to me for a consult call and book one of my coaching options. Guys, Dana, Dana, Dana. <laughs> Fan friend to the show. I mean. <laughs> We've got to cut that clip. She's very clear on who her customers are in different spaces. Are you clear as a business owner? Are you clear that your customers look different? If they're on IG, if they're on Facebook, if they're on LinkedIn, if they're on YouTube, they look different. That was, know who your people are. Everybody is not your client. And that's what I enjoyed about her. She was like, yeah, I get it. I know who my people are. And I, I pull them in. I invite them in. And the thing that I enjoyed also is when she is there, 
she is saying, I, I figured out over the course of, of my business that this is what works. And I'm, I'm happy to try and try and try until I find my sweet spot. And I found it and I realized what I needed to do to stick with it. And that was her lives going live at the same time for a specific amount of time. And then she had specific follow up components that help her to nurture that sale forward to and through to the next phase. And I thought that was a great lesson for our community to understand and to embrace as well. Oh, so what came to mind, right, was actually saying all, all skin teachers not what all skin teachers not friends, meaning not everybody who smiles at you is your friend. So what it said to me was not, a, not everybody who likes your page or likes or even likes your post is necessarily the right customer for you. And Dana is very methodical, which as clearly as she showed in her, in her, in her speech was she's very methodical on who that is. So it doesn't matter, you know, who's liking, who's saying she knows when I go to this platform, I'm speaking to these particular people and she was getting, um, you know, getting returns on it. Right, she was, and, and, and as Michael said, as a business owner, are you really that precise and that clear? And she is. And I think it's something that we should, uh, you know, strive to be. And the, the other thing that came to mind for me as well is that she all, in that clip, she also tackled the age old, um, the age old thinking of, well, if I'm getting it for free, why would I buy it? Mm -hmm. Right? If, if she's doing it for free and she's on Monday, I could just sit down and do, you know, listen to her her, her 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 lives, right? But she was able to tackle that and show well, no, it's needed so that they could understand what you know, and then they, they, they buy from you. So she was able to tackle that notion of people who say, well, you know, why are you giving it away? You right. know, and, and, and service providers, that's a challenge that we have. That's a challenge that we need to overcome. And we need to be able to share our knowledge so that people understand that we know what we know you know, remember from friends, they don't know that we know what we know. So <laughs> you kind of have to be able to show people that you right. know your and get yeah. them in. And I, I thought that was, yeah, we could go on and on about this now. Yeah, I know. Dana was awesome. She's I'm always there. Sure like awesome and more clips, but yeah, I know. There's so many. She had so many. She had so many torpedoes of wisdom, as I like to say. <laughs> All right. So moving on to our next clip, because guys, I am not going to get. Could you imagine I had 20 of these <laughs> and I thought we were going to make it. I'm like, I'm going to get them all in. <laughs> I promise. Not happening. <laughs> Unrealistic. <laughs> Much. <laughs> That's what that is. All right. This one is a good, good, good. Oh, there's so many good ones. I keep saying it's a good, good, good one. This one's a great one. The triggers are thinking, feeling, just all their thoughts. So you're really privy to their pain points um, and their areas of satisfaction. So, how has this information, how have you seen us use this information to effectively really bolster a digital strategy? Well, I, I think that, I think that the, you know, a digital strategy is a strategy. I think sometimes you think about digital strategy as some sort of thing that's never existed before. It's a, it's a digitally enhanced strategy, perhaps, as I see it. And so therefore, if I want to, to, to let my customers know that I have a solution for them, that I, that I have been in their shoes, that I hear them, that I know them, and that I get them, then I need to be able to, to, show, to, the, to show them, to demonstrate that. And so to be able to, to communicate that and, and let them know um, in bite-sized pieces with the right words at the right time in the right way. Um, when a customer, you know, we know sometimes our customers, well, customers don't always sing, sing, signal to us when they're thinking of making a change, right? So they're at rest. They're kind of thinking passively. So if they just maybe put in a Google search, um, you know, what words are they going to use and what, what do they need to see? And it's almost like when we buy a car, the last thing we're going to do is walk into the showroom, right? You know, can we get the hard sell, right? But, but I may go online. I may just check things out. I may just, you know, walk over and do things, but I'm invisible to the, to the car company. And our customers are invisible to us. But yet, if we put things out there, they need to find us. They need to know who we are. Um, so this is, you know, that's really been, you know, 
a way to take what I have learned and what I know about the customers and let them know, hey, we get you. We know what you're thinking. We know, you know, we know that, that this is a this is a. All right. <laughs> I just don't know where to stop it. <laughs> I'm just going to let you start with this one, tomorrow because we could go on about Jeff and that nexus of sales and marketing for a while, right? Yeah. But it's really speaking to that customer focus. Just the customer focus. I think, you know, what Jeff provided was the blueprint to the customer. So we were working with Jeff on a client of ours, right? We're working on Cambridge. So we're both consulting and we started working with him and he provide, we were able to provide the blueprint, which was the, the, the infrastructure. Uh, we were able to provide all the marketing solutions, but he came in with the customer with like a, a Bible on the customer. So combining those things, we were able to create a customer journey that is now leading a brand that didn't drive sales online uh, because they're really focused on their salespeople making a connect. We've been able to provide them leads that are actually relevant to their business and they just hadn't been in that space. So Jeff really just leaned in and when he said it's, it's digitally enhanced, they had a strategy before, but it's exactly what the show does, right? We're telling you what you're doing offline. We're taking those things because that's so relevant to the conversation. And we're looking at how do we translate that into digital? Now, is it a few more steps? It's a lot more steps sometimes, right? You got to think through all the little pieces, but um, yeah, it was, it was just really crazy how he just, he started to connect the dots. He started to connect the dots because he wasn't, digital is not his thing. But once he saw the platform, he saw everything, he's like, the dots are connecting. And so I think it was one of our, it was, it was just a great relationship and just how he started to just translate things into digital after we started working with him was just like, man, this, this guy is, this guy's amazing. So yeah, it was, a, I nerded out. I nerd out. We're on calls with him like every Tuesday. So we like, it's like a party of nerds. <laughs> and it absolutely demonstrated how your sales team can relevantly inform marketing and, you know, actually move that needle that much faster. Jeff was able to bring to the table all the things that we they knew about their customers. He said there are a lot that they didn't know, but there's a lot that they did know. And that informed the content. And we actually got as far as seeing results in a very short time as per their goal. So your sales team and marketing team working hand in hand definitely moves moves the needle and provides results. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, that was that was one of my that was a that was a good show. That was a really, really good show. <laughs> All right. So let me go into some more clips here. Um, huh, there's one I want to. All right, I'll come back to that one. I'll, I'll dig and look for it a little bit. But I, this one is actually from last week. And I think it just it just must happen. We must have this conversation. <laughs> But, but again, like SEO is kind of flatlined in a lot of ways where, you know, Google doesn't want people gaming the system and completely understand that. And, and Google wants there to be, you know, this level of professionalism and competency and all that kind of stuff that kind of factors into kind of how SEO works now. But with the way in which search is going to change and what we're going to see search change uh, over the next few years, it feels like it's 2005 all over again for me, where I'm like, like there is a massive opportunity coming for first movers in the sense that if your brand uh, can adapt to this AI search and how search is fundamentally going to change, then you have there's a large opportunity to kind of basically be number one again. And it comes down to this consultative search that that when you look at like how search, when you look at BARD, and I don't know how many people have used Bing's uh, Bing's AI search that uses GPT, but Bard and GPT, now it's gonna be more conversational where you go to AI and you basically speak to it or ask it questions and you say, hey, you know, I really want a romantic restaurant to take my partner to tonight. And, you know, they're gonna use all the data points they know on you, they're gonna know how long you've been married, you know, all these kind of like kind of creepy deep data stuff, you know, and, and they're gonna, instead of offering you 10 links they're going to say, I think you should go to fancy Italian place, you know, dot com, you know, or, or fancy Italian restaurant two miles from your house. And that's what I think 
you know, that's where I think you'll enjoy and that you guys should order a bottle of wine on the menu and basically they'll be able to tell you kind of the experience that you, sh that you should have, or they'll give you a list of maybe three choices uh, of experiences you should have. And then the AI will also place a phone call and make the reservation for you too. And so when you look at that, you're like, okay, cool. It's making all these recommendations, but how is it making these recommendations? And that's what it comes down to is there needs to be a fundamental shift in the kind of content that, that we're delivering on our website. That show. <laughs> that's the sun. The sun. He just, I was so blown away by, by what he said. That but you could see it. I'm like, wow. Like I'm listening. I'm like, oh my God, like this, this makes sense. You know, you know, when he was connecting the dots with he connected the dots with between AI and SEO so so well that I a light bulb went off in my head, like really, that's what's gonna happen. And I loved how he said, you know, he felt like it was 2005. He felt like we're we're starting over, right? It's a next gen kind of situation and we're starting over. And he's like, if you need you need to get on this train, get on this train now so that you could be ahead. But he explained what that train was so well that I felt I, I literally again I had homework. I feel like this show gave me gave me a lot of homework though. <laughs> I feel like I have a, a, a lot of notes on my notepad. But that show in particular really really got me thinking. Like yeah, really, when people switch to AI and this and AI starts searching, how do they know that something is the best? How do they know that something you know that you are the one? And how do you get yourself in that in, the, in that selection now? We're moving away from just being in the first page of the search to now being the, the best at something. When when because he's and he used the right word, it's conversational. AI is going to be looking for what's the best restaurant. How do you get there? And I just my mind was blown away with that show. It really was. What I enjoy is how again, yet again, on the shows that we do, we're pulling the thread from the very beginning and tying all of our things together. When we were speaking there, what he he I don't want to say validated, but if you he, if you take anything away from it, it was how important it is for you it is for you to prethink and to always think about what do you really want for your business? Who is the audience that you want? How do you need to speak to your audience, your target audience, your buying personas? Uh, how how they play in every facet of it, and that you just can't wait to have a conversation with them one on one. You've got to prethink and put that conversation everywhere and answer the question before it's asked. Anticipate what your client wants because you're going to take them to and through the sale much faster when you do it and what he's saying to us is you may not even have the opportunity to engage with them at point seven if you don't have point seven's information at point one of your their contact with your business and it's going to other businesses are going to serve you up earlier and speak for you so you better have the information there to speak for you when you're not at the table and i thought that was the part that resonated the most for me you better have your information there you better <laughs> I thought you were going to play the, that clip up to that last little bit where you spoke tomorrow, but you, yeah. but it's it's. I know a lot of businesses may be feeling that reaction now. I have to change my content, but we're just talking shifting your content, right? So we're talking those FAQs, getting to that one level deeper of explanation. So your FAQs is not simply let's say. What are my hours of operation, right? And there's a simple answer. My hours of operation are nine to five. But adding a line, this is because we do this, this very well, and we do it within this time frame. because AI is now looking, as Eric said, consultative. So it's looking at that broader mm -hmm. scope, not only of the answer, but the why of the answer, the hows of the answer. So it's just adding a layer that may already be somewhere in your content, but bringing it a little higher up to the full. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I think the part that I missed out and <laughs> Michael, was, <laughs> Michael was really into that is talking about 
we talk about keywords all the time, but now we need to consider our adjectives, right? What are the adjectives for your business? And then we kind of did an exercise this week and we we're like, well, what are Monavan's adjectives? And then how do we need a thesaurus and going from there, right? But it's kind of thinking about that because that's what you're doing. You're describing it. It took me right back to my first grammar class. <laughs> you know what I mean? An adjective is a describing word. So how are you describing the business? And then some of the things Eric talked about, how are you, when you're doing reviews, how are you getting your customers to describe the business? right? So how are you leaning into those descriptions and those adjectives to really get to that place of being more consultative, right? I hope I said that word right. It just didn't flow the no, right absolutely, way. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And <laughs> an example I want to give just because I was traveling recently is maybe I am doing a search to say, you know, I'm looking for flights to Trinidad, right? And I like to travel in the daytime. That added bit of I like to travel in the daytime. So I don't only want flights. I want airlines that leave a certain time. I want a bit extra. What do, what do they offer? Because if I take this flight, because AI is going to serve up the answer in that way. It's not going to just say, here are your flights. It's going to say, here's your flights, and here's why this might be the best flight for you. That's the added. That is the added. All right. Okay. I have time, I think, for like two more clips. So I'm going to go in and find... I think this is it. Fingers the pressure. The pressure. I think this is it. Listen, so <laughs> this is story time this morning. We're talking about the billionaire brand ambassador. That's <laughs> what we're talking about. So <clears throat> I have now dubbed it this morning the billionaire brand ambassador. <laughs> and here's the backstory to this. So <laughs> the Met Gala was this week. <laughs> I was like, what's going on with that? <laughs> the Met Gala was this week. And the algorithm absolutely works. So I'm on TikTok. All of a sudden, my entire feed turns to Met Gala. But guess what? The only other thing that's showing up in between Met Gala is what? Fenty Beauty, right? So I had I found that this was such a good case, case study in terms of what we discussed right on Monday. It talked about partnership. So Fenty is partnered with L, um, LVMH, Louis Vuitton, Moet, Hennessy, right? So that's a 50-50 split. And the numbers haven't dropped yet. But coming up in between my feed on Monday, while at Met Gala, that whole drama was playing out. You're getting clips of Rihanna doing her makeup in her car, right? And we know that she probably has a makeup team, but she is doing it. Fenty is absolutely, like, in my mind, a brand, a brand showing up, the visibility. She doesn't need to be doing these things, but every time she does, it takes a bump. And what I wanted to highlight is going back to Super Bowl and some of the numbers that you can find on Forbes as well. Just for blotting with one of our products, and that was a three-second clip, earned Fenty $5.6 million. Now, all I'm bringing home here is that we talk about showing up for your brand all the time, especially if you're in that e-commerce space. And doing impromptu lives, she showed up at a... Yeah, oh, I love it, I love it. Yeah, let it play, let it play. She showed up at an impromptu live you know, at Ultra Beauty, all of these things, we tell small businesses, this is the way you can show up. This is where you can be present for your brand. And every time she does it, there's a balloon in sales. So, so guys, you know why this is our favorite, one of our favorites. <laughs> I saw it in the list. I knew it was going to come. So <laughs> listen, I was so excited and continue to, to be excited about exactly as, as I said, we talk to small businesses a lot of times. The objection is, well, I can't do that. Or I, you know, don't have the wear at all. Or I don't see what, you know, what that will move, right? And here's the billionaire brand ambassador. And, and it's driving that bottom line like, you know, you can't believe, right? So Fenty, Rihanna, show up for your brand. It makes absolute sense. It does drive the bottom line. But yes, my favorite is... <laughs> Michael is our Fenty ambassador. <laughs> he loves Fenty. Three think... women on the show and this the man that brings it to the table. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> we are so, so open. So this is another one. Okay, so this is the last one I'm going to do. Because I think one of the things that I was really impressed with all the time were the hot topics, right? Because um, I didn't do a lot of them. <laughs> 
number one. <laughs> but you guys brought the hot topics to the table all the time. And we were, this one blew my mind because I saw it on TV like two weeks after we talked about it. And this lady was interviewed on TV. And I mean, Andrea, shout outs to you for this one. Um, this is one of my faves because I was just like, we were so ahead of the game. So making it into a very successful business. So what is this? This is a story about cash stuffing and how an age old technique is making waves as a business. So in this age of technology, there are so many budgeting apps and tools. And then this is this analog practice of manually putting away cash and it has been making some waves in debt management and it's called cash stuffing it literally it literally involves taking your cash stuffing it in envelopes for designated purposes it could be recurring expenses or saving for specific things and everything is labeled and set aside so basically it's the age-old way that we've learned how to save right it's the it's the um the manual way of literally taking your cash and putting it away. So it sounds pretty standard, right? But the story behind it is quite interesting. And this was the, was the part that spoke to me. So Jasmine Taylor, and this the person was featured in um, USA Today and also featured in the Entrepreneur Magazine. So Jasmine Taylor, um, back in 2021, was drowning in nearly $80,000 in debt. And she had tried a countless budgeting techniques and nothing seemed to work. She then stumbled upon this method called cash stuffing on YouTube. And it involved taking your cash out for the designated spending purpose, putting it in different envelopes. And this practice has basically helped her get out of debt, right? In the two years. By 2022, she paid off all her debt while amassing a TikTok following along the way, a TikTok following of over 650,000 followers. So yeah, that was that was one of my faves because I'm just like it's just so it's not as digital as it could be, right? But it was it was interesting because my niece and I have been working <laughs> on that and we just found a digital way to do it. And when I saw it on CNBC <laughs> 2 weeks later, I was like, "We did that on our show." <laughs> I was like, "Andrea did that." On our show. <laughs> That's why it was so fascinating. What was so fascinating? Why I was fascinated with the story was the lack of technology that drove that that the fact that how successful it was. She's literally selling um, physical merchandise. So you go on her page, you're buying the merchandise. So it's envelopes, yes, but it's pretty. It's all girly, and there's books and workbooks. She really, really went to town on you know on all the different. Um, merchandise options to help you on your journey and it's devoid of well devoid of technology the solution itself is devoid of technology but she's using technology to market herself because there's tiktok um i think i found a video on youtube but she's using you know social media to drive herself she's using her website she has e-commerce that you can buy and, and get it and, and get your items but i was just fascinated that in the age of all the possible apps that you could think about for budgeting. Here is this woman making a serious dent in financial management, um, not using technology. And she was very clear. What I also liked about it was that when I looked at her videos, I knew exactly who she was speaking to. It was not necessarily me, but I knew exactly who she was speaking to. She really took this non-technology um, solution and found a way to sell it to people and they're, and they're gobbling it up and she's making herself successful. She got herself out of that. She's helping other people like herself get out of that. And I really was just so drawn to the story. But yeah, in this age of everything is technology, she was really able to capitalize on the lack of technology and just speak so very clearly to, to a particular audience and you know if you link it back to what Dana said in Dana's clip she knows who her people are like if you look at the videos you will you will know for sure whether she's speaking to you or not one hundred percent it was it was really good it was really good so all right I'm not gonna get through the 20 clips <laughs> apparently <laughs> 
<laughs> Ooh. All right. So let me <laughs> round of applause for all the folks we did see today. today. I think we got to highlight everyone, right? Sassy. <laughs> Sassy Michelle over here. <laughs> Andrew with the hot topics. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> La Fenty, Fenty, Fenty. <laughs> so we got in some of the good ones. Um, so again, all from my perspective, so I'm sure if y'all had to do this exercise. <laughs> um, Listen, the, the important thing was that, you know, if, you, if, if you're a small business, you should be watching this show. We cover everything that's relevant, pertinent to moving your bottom line. Um, we hope with this, you know, coming up to the end of this season that we just kind of recapping all the topics we've touched on we know that business owners have a lot of questions and here's where you can find a lot of the answers we really help you to focus on scaling your business but we how do you do that in a sustainable way that will allow you to be here for the long haul and we we preach and i'm going to say preach because it's something like you could put us on repeat and you'll hear these words come out of our mouths all the time some key adjectives these descriptors that we put out there because we mean it wholeheartedly not just for our business but we want you to be here with us as well and watch you and help you to grow and move this business forward and pass this on to someone else because this is about a legacy as well this was fun Andrea, any final words? <laughs> oh my God, I, I agree with Michelle. This was really fun. I love to look back. You know, we really did a good show. Like we really dropped some bombs on people. We really, you know, spoke, we made things make sense. You know, I just, you know, and we really got, we really had a conversation that I think no one else on the internet is having. I would be so bold as to say nobody else on the internet is having this conversation I would have. Right. So continue watching the show, guys. Mm -hmm. Come back next season. Watch our finale on Wednesday. Mm -hmm. Get caught up. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> and if we can do it from four, you know, three different countries, so can you too. How many different time zones are we in? You can cooperate <laughs> with three other people to make this happen. I know this is not the season finale. I know it's on Wednesday, but I mean, we have a guest. So this feels a little bit like the time we get to, you know, kind of do our little wrap ups. But I have been so blessed to do the show with you guys because I think you guys really bring such a different perspective. And uh, the fact that we've really been able to marry sales, finance, operations and marketing, right? We are really the heart of the small business. So we are the heart of building from entrepreneur to small business to small enterprise. That's what we're doing here. So I love that. I love that you guys give you know you give you give this platform you make this platform really really valid and i am honored to be to share a computer with you <laughs> screen with you um so i really appreciate that so thank you so much for uh believing in this journey and, and staying a part of it and joining the show because we've also learned a lot, right? We've been able to grow it. We see more visibility. We see our businesses growing as a part of the show. We see a lot of things that are happening for us. And this is what we do for small businesses. We help you translate it into digital. We have all the stakeholders at the table so that we're clear on exactly what we need to do. We start with the business goals because it's about the business goals, right? It's not really about starting from a digital space. It's starting from those business goals. Those core fundamentals of business really matter. Uh, our clients work with us better when they come in with those core principles already figured out and we're moving through that place of now, how do we translate what you do into digital, right? That's why the name of the show is Your Business in Digital. It's not our business in digital. It's your business in digital. And we need you to be a part of that journey to really get you to that place of money in the bank, really go beyond the likes and follows to that place of money in the bank, because digital marketing, digital landscape, the digital infrastructure, we understand that it is not an easy thing if that's not your nine to five, if that's not your job, if that's not what you do, if that's not your area of expertise. And so that's exactly why we're here. And that's exactly why we do this show. So oh, guys, this has been 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. So I'm going to do my homework. <laughs> Make sure and connect with us. Yes, it is the season finale, but you get to go back and watch all the shows back to back because I think that's what is going to be really valid for you. You get to tell people about it that have not watched the show and not all the episodes will be up by Wednesday. So it'll be great for you to check it out. So check us out on YouTube. We're really, we really want to push our YouTube forward. We're really trying to move the needle with YouTube. As of today, we're at 233 followers. Uh, every day, we every, every week we picked up new followers, which is exciting. Um, but tell more people about it. Follow the show on YouTube so we can get to monetizing YouTube, right? That'll be fun. Uh, the other thing we want you to do is check us out on LinkedIn if you're not on YouTube. It's okay. We are here on LinkedIn. This is a space we want to play in. So check us out on LinkedIn. Follow the page at Your Business and Digital. And if podcasts, if podcasts is what you like, that's cool too. Check us out on Spotify, Apple, Google, Amazon. We are everywhere that podcasts are found. So definitely subscribe, follow the show, check us out, check us out. The other thing we want you to do is we want you to understand the impact of everything that you've been doing in digital. You have been spending a lot of time. You've built a website. You're probably paying for SEO. You're probably running ads, whether it's social media or Google ads. We want to make sure that you understand if this online presence is working for you to help you achieve those business goals or not. So take this quiz. When you take this quiz, it'll give you a bit of a roadmap. It'll tell you what you're doing really well, and it'll tell you what you're not doing so well. And that gives you a little bit of a baseline to understand where you can start off, where you can grow to. So Take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz. Scan the QR code if you are on your computer. If you're not on your computer, go back to the YouTube channel. Yeah, we're sending you back to YouTube and you can click on the link for the quiz on in the comments. It will be there before the end of the day, I promise you. If you're listening to us on a podcast, that's okay. The link to the quiz is also in the podcast description. So take the quiz, take the quiz, take the quiz. All right. <laughs> We've said a lot, but guys, this has been an amazing, amazing show. We are excited for you guys to be with us here on Wednesday. On Wednesday, we have Juma Bannister coming to the stage and we all love Juma and Juma is just awesome. He is such an awesome content creator. Uh, his focus on video, what he does with his company, Relate Studios, just all amazing. So we're really excited to have him come to the show and that's how we're going to wrap up the show. So any, 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 any insight, any words before we leave? or can we get out of here guys how you guys feeling <laughs> oh it's monday let's get cracking <laughs> it's monday let's get cracking well thank you thank you so much this was a good show <laughs> i definitely enjoyed going through all the uh all the clips and we will see you here on wednesday have an amazing amazing day guys take care bye Take it easy.